0: Hey everyone, this is Samara Luna from the Tree of Life Hour. Due to some unforeseen circumstances, um, we will not be having a live show tonight. Uh, Raven Fire is unavailable and I won't be able to run the board or anything. So we are going to play an episode. It is actually from October 3rd, 2013. An episode we did on crossing over rituals and such. And the reason that I thought it would be good to play this is I myself had a death in my family this past week. And I was not on the show Thursday night, of course, because of that, last week. And I have been seeing a lot of deaths with my friends and different people posted on Facebook and such. And I just thought this would be a good episode to play right now. So, everyone, please take a listen. Give us any of your feedback. If you have suggestions for future shows, let us know what they are at Tree of Life. Let me rephrase that. At Facebook.com slash Tree of Life, L-O-U-K-Y. And just let us know your thoughts. And if you have any future episodes that you think would be good for us, let us know. So, everyone, have a blessed evening. And we will be back next week, I promise.
1: Hello, everyone. It seems that I'm having technical issues logging in, so I apologize. And I just got in. Um, and this is Samara Luna, and I am bringing everyone else on real <laughs> quick. So, um, is uh, Ravenfire and Serenity with me? Yep. Yeah.
2: I was told that there would be an intro theme song.
1: Oh, sorry, I was having technical issues. You'll have to live with what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so to let everyone know, this is the Tree Life Hour. And if, for those of you that do not know us, we are with Tree Life Community Center here in Louisville, Kentucky, in which we are trying to make a space for all people of earth-based religions and philosophies. And we are the Board of Founders, and again, my name is Tamara Luna, and we have Serenity Moon Raven, who is, say hi, so they recognize the voice, hi, and Raven Firedoll. Hello. <laughs> so, sorry, I kind of had some issues, which <laughs> is not surprising, though, at all, is it?
3: Well, it's better oh, than
2: I any mean, I mean, to...
4: What did it's you say? Better than it's better than me trying to run things because every time I try to run things, things crash and go boom. Go oh, boom. Yeah, they
1: go boom. Things crash so, and go boom. so yeah. Yeah, but they've never been your fault.
4: <laughs> yeah. I still think the internet gremlins don't like
2: me. Oh.
1: So tonight we are going to be talking about transitioning and crossing over oh, schools. Okay. And um, across traditions and what different people have done. And if anybody wants to call in and give us, your feedback on any transitioning rituals that you have done um, as far as crossing over and such, please call in and let us know, and we will put you on the air, and you can talk with us. So let's
4: first go into our personal
1: experience. So um, let, I have to fix something real quick. So um, Ravenfire, Fire, why don't you go into your personal experience first?
4: Going to my personal beliefs?
1: Beliefs and experiences.
4: Okay. Well, um, as far as crossing over rituals and transitions, wow. Yeah, that's that's always that's kind of tough for anybody. Um, of course, uh, for those of you all who don't know, uh, a couple of years ago I lost my younger brother which was um, sudden and extremely <laughs> unexpected. Um, there was a lot of consolation for our family in the fact that, you know, when he went, it was sudden. He didn't know what was happening. Um, one joke I always had was he went to sleep in his bed one one night and woke up the very next morning with um, both of my grandmothers who – who um, predeceased him, fixed, fixed him breakfast because his favorite thing to do in the world was eat. You know, it's like, okay, you know, like this ain't so bad after all. I just woke up, I just woke up here in the afterlife. I'm with my grandparents and they're feeding me. Hey, this is good. This is a good life for me or a good afterlife, you know. Um, of course, my family is of mixed religious traditions. You know, I'm heathen. My parents are lapsed Catholics. Uh, there's a very long story about Catholicism in my family. That I really don't have the time to get into here, um, except that my whole family grew up Catholic, and I even grew up Catholic uh, before I converted. Uh, so the funeral service is very interesting in that we decided to invite everybody from where he was living at the time, uh, because he lived in a group home. Uh, we invited him, and the he lived. He didn't live here in Louisville. He lived out out of town, not very far, but far enough. Um, so we invited everybody from that area where he was living, and the, his his friends and stuff. We invited everybody. And of course
3: it was it was a
4: Christian service, but the minister was an Episcopalian minister, and you know the one the one big thing that we as a family kind of agreed on is we didn't want any hellfire brimstone, anything. We didn't want anything mournful or sad at our service at, at, at his service because it you know it's like, yeah, we're sad that we're gonna miss him, but you know crossed over, he's transitioned and he's in a he's, you know, he's in a much happier place where he's at.
3: Which,
2: you know, is
4: kind of a contrast compared to the funeral before this one. The last funeral in my family before this one was my grandmother's funeral. And I was seventeen at the time and it was a full Catholic funeral. And for those of you all who don't know what a full Catholic funeral is, um, you know, it's the whole big incense incense, holy water, all sorts of uh regalion ritual that are involved with the funeral, which was it was a pretty stark contrast to the, the memorial service we had for my brother. Um It, sorry, some of this stuff's a little hard to talk about on air, but um, the the funeral, my grandmother's funeral, the one thing I, the one big thing I remember, my grandmother was very devoutly Catholic. There was often a joke in the family that she should have been a nun. And with her funeral, the one thing, the one thing that sticks out is there's this crucifix involved in the funeral. It's involved in all Catholic funerals, but the priest basically blesses a cur- crucifix that is that that hung in her coffin and then he blesses the crucifix and he gives it to the family. Well, he blessed the crucifix and instead of giving it to my mother, he gave it to me. And of course, you know, here I am, I don't do waterworks very often, but here I am the waterworks are going and to this day I still have the crucifix and the crucifix is actually prominently displayed in my house, you know. And they're kind of, and the two services are kind of, like, very opposite ends of the spectrum. And the one thing that we try to do as a family is respect what they would have wanted. Like, my grandmother was so devoutly Catholic. She prayed the rosary at least six, seven times a day. I'm not kidding. And so we wanted to make sure that that for for her transitioning and crossing over, that the ritual that we had as a family reflected that, that that her faith was such a strong, strong part of her life, and it it influenced everything in her life. So we wanted to make sure that she had that Catholic funeral that she so wanted. Meanwhile, with my brother, who you know, was, and you know, as I say, innocent because he had developmental disabilities and a couple of other different things going on with him. You know, we kind of wanted to have a service, a memorial service, that kind of looked back and reflected on his life and all the joy that he brought to us in our family. And that's kind of where we went with the services. So... Maris, what about you?
1: Um well, actually, I wanted to was wondering if you might discuss particularly the transitioning ritual that we did for your brother, the pagan one.
4: Oh, that one
3: <laughs> okay,
4: okay, so we decide our group gets together and we decide to have a ritual to transition my younger brother, and of course, you know. One big thing that's a part of our transition ritual is offerings. Well, um, his favorite, his three favorite things in the world today, and some people will hear me joke about leaving these type of offerings out for him, Cool Ranch Doritos, Snicker Bars, and Pepsi Cola. I personally do not like Pepsi Cola, but there's times where I will drink it in honor of him because that was, like, his favorite thing. Oh, my gosh you would think that the, the world was like all sunshine and rainbows if if he got a bottle of Pepsi off, you know. So the, the ritual involved leaving him some offerings and, you know, basically saying goodbye and telling him, hey, you know, I miss you, but it's time for you to go on and go on to the next life and You know, you're more than welcome to pop in and say hi, but go on, go to the next life, and know that I'll see you on the other side when I get there. Is that what you wanted me to discuss, or is there more to it than that?
1: Well, um, discuss a little bit of the actual ritual itself, how we went about it and stuff, because I'm sure that's what people are curious
3: about.
4: Well, we had the we had the fire basket, and of course, the big thing was is that we took these offerings and we burned them. Um, some of it yeah. now is kind of well, some of it some of it now is kind of a fog because I was still pretty deep in like the fog of having just lost my younger brother. <laughs> so, you know. That was kind of one of those things where, when when it happens at the time, you, you, your brain kind of gets a little on the foggy side,
1: right? And we called on um, a few of the deities to kind of help with his transition from um, here to the other world, correct? You okay, Raven? Hello? Did I lose everyone?
2: I'm still here.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh we lost Raven apparently. <laughs> um, okay, Serenity, let's let's uh talk about your experiences now with uh transitioning rituals and crossing over rituals. Um, I know I wanted you specifically to come on and, um, and talk tonight so, from the perspective of being a channeler in seeing spirits, how, um, you know, being at, at various transitioning rituals, pagan, non-pagan, what you noticed.
2: Um. Transition rituals in a variety of different forms are always rather interesting for me. Um, And I think it's very dependent on who the person has been in their life and what exactly they're going through as they cross over, um, I have seen instances where the spirit of the person who has passed on shows up at their funeral and they're kind of like, Why are you people crying? And then I've seen other instances where the person who is passed on doesn't even make an appearance at their funeral or whatever crossing over ceremony you're having. Um, hold on just a sec. And I've also noticed that in some instances where people have had a variety of disorders or things that were wrong with them, and I know that a lot of people think that immediately after you pass on, you're – free of all of those things that you have in the mortal world. But sometimes that's just not true. I have seen people who retain some of their disability and they really don't understand what's going on right at first and it takes them some time to progress into the understanding of the fact that they have moved from this world to the next. Um, hmm. Let's see. Well, yeah,
4: because didn't you yeah. say that at my brother's memorial service, you said that you saw him.
2: Oh, he was so there, yes.
4: But he was, he was confused.
2: <laughs> he was very confused. And even at that time, you looked at me and you said, I thought that after you die, you don't deal with things that you have to deal with in the mortal world. Or, however you phrase it that's what you meant I think and I was like I don't know I this is due so I think it's very like I said dependent on a number of things like who the person was in this life and the things that they were dealing with at that time, I think it has to do with the circumstances of their passing. Like, I haven't personally seen this yet, but I can't imagine that somebody who gets, say, murdered, or someone who dies in a big bombing, goodness forbid, I can't imagine that they would just automatically, boom, be okay. And, oh, look, I'm dead. Let's party. So, I really do believe that it's different for every person.
3: So,
1: Serenity, here's a question for you. Um, for when you have been around for, like, the actual transitioning rituals or crossing over rituals that have been pagan, where the ritual is specifically geared towards helping both the the spirit let go in, tra- in transition on and the person, and then also in comparing that to like a a regular, you know, funeral. Do you notice any difference with how the spirit reacts?
2: I do. Um, I think that, and I may be biased, and I don't want to offend anyone, so take it with a grain of salt if you want, but in my opinion... A lot of mainstream crossing over rituals or funerals are very much about the person and the family grieving and everyone coming together to support the people who were closest to the person who has passed on. And I think that that's great. But from what I've seen in that, the spirit is oftentimes confused about why everyone's mourning, and I think that they get the the spirit gets more attached emotionally. To what's going on right then and there. Not that I'm saying that grieving is bad. You absolutely should grieve if you have lost someone close to you. I don't mean that bad at all. But I also think that in a more, if you will, pagan crossing over ritual, which is both about helping the family mourn and love and also move on and also helping the spirit to move on it is I've seen it to be more like a fellowship for the spirit like they're just there and they see people and they love people and they're saying goodbye to people and that you only experience when you have passed on.
1: So your opinion is that a pagan ritual, because it focuses not just on being mourners, but also the spirit, is, is a, seems to
2: be a little bit more helpful? It seems that way to me. Um <laughs> because of like and I'm sorry that was really long winded, but um I just think that at a more pagan oriented gathering, like I said, people cry and they you know grieve, and they all of that, but then I think at some point you kind of stop grieving and you accept it. And I think that happens quicker for pagans, and I don't know why that is. But, like, I really feel like it just happens a lot faster, so it's an easier transition.
1: Right. So now as far as my experience um goes, the the only thing that I've really, you know, been a part of um as far as transitioning ritual or crossing over ritual is actually that uh Serenity and I were the two that led the ritual for Ravenfire's Fire's brother that we had. Um, we focused mainly on Norse tradition because that's what Raven's hire follows. And we did the offering to him, to for him to take the offerings with him as he went to whatever you may call it, the Summerland Valhalla. Raven, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, in your tradition, where would he have gone?
4: Um, honestly, he probably would have went, um, to Helheim, which Helheim is not the place that you hear about in traditional Viking mythology as much as you hear about Valhalla. Um, Helheim is a place of comfort and rest for people who have passed on it's not you know, he didn't die in battle and that's where Valhalla is reserved for is people who die in battle. Um Helheim is the realm of the goddess hell and she she's she's um her her big thing with the gods was okay, you know, all these gods have their special places where their followers go but what about everyone else what about the old person who dies in their bed where where do they wind up after they die and that's what hellheim is it's it's very much an afterlife it's very much an afterlife thing it's it's not it's not an unpleasant place at all it's um like i said i know he was reunited with you know i know he was reunited with um our grandparents, because all of our grandparents predeceased us. Uh, and like I said, the, the very next morning after his death, I had this this distinct feeling that he woke up with both of our grandmothers cooking him breakfast and basically telling him what took him so so long to get there, because that's how my one grandmother was. <laughs> um, it's. It's not like I said. It's not a bad place. It's just a place where you go where you can rest. There's feasting. There's food. It's it's like I said. It's not a bad place. It's not a bad place at all. Okay. Some people would prefer um. to to those, but it it's it's not it's not scary or bad or evil or anything like that. It's this is just where people who Don't die in battle, go. And people, also people who aren't dedicated followers of particular Norse gods, go either. All
1: right, so it is about, it's almost 10.30, so we need to go ahead and take a musical break. Um, And I figure what we'll do is, after the music break, we will actually talk about some um, other traditions and their crossing over, transitioning rituals, um, you know, of different cultures and religions. So I am going to play Spiral Rhythm. And since we are talking about, you know, a mysterious thing to some people of, you know, the crossing over... I'm going to play some Mysteries. So, this is this is best file rhythm, and it's called Mysteries. Here we go. I
2: call
3: it Cate. I call Diana. I call it Isis. I call it Star I call the Lady of Three to with a drink is of our-
1: drop off, so um, he left for the night, but Ravenpire and I are still here, so at least I hope we are. Ravenpire, are you there also? I'm still here. All right. So So um, now we are going to address some other, you know, different types of rituals. Uh, but first, to let everybody know that this is Tree Life Hour, and we are on Pagan's Tonight Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. And believe me, if you're listening to us in the archives, you should join us live and be part of the chat room. Uh, Blog Talk Radio account is free, and you, all you gotta do is make an account, and you can actually talk to us live and chat. If you uh, if we're not having a show where we're taking phone calls or anything, you could still so ask questions and talk to us. So, um, please feel free to do that. And also, just to repeat, that was, um, who was that? Is that Spiral Rhythm?
4: (laughs) Yeah, it was Spiral Rhythm's mystery.
1: Okay, I almost said Spiral Dance. (laughs) And that was Spiral Rhythm and mystery. So, uh, let's start discussing some other different um, rituals that across different traditions and paths. Um, And I think I might have this in alphabetical order, but I'm not sure. (laughs) It looks like it is. So uh, one of the first ones we're going to start with is the Baha'i. So um, let's see. We have where their belief about death is death is regarded as a messenger of joy for the deceased the highest believe the soul lives on after the body's death and embarks on a spiritual journey journey. I'd have to say that most religions believe that. Wouldn't you think that most religions believe that the soul continues on?
4: Yeah, I don't I don't know of anyone that says it doesn't accept maybe atheists and agnostics.
1: Right. And like I said, most. I didn't say all, at least. (laughs) So um, this is the the funeral practices is that the Baha'i dead must be buried within an hour's travel distance from the place of death. Baha'is do not embalm or cremate their dead. The dead body is washed and wrapped in a shroud. Baha'is are often buried wearing a Baha'i burial ring. The only ceremonial requirement at a funeral is the recitation of the prayer for the dead. So um, the interesting thing I, th- I found about that is the hours travel distance from the place of death. But actually, um, And for those of you that attended our workshop on this same subject at Pagan Unity Festival, you know, we kind of touched on that about what if someone was to die on vacation. And they have to be very in, within an hour's drive that they actually lived, you know, 10 hours away. So, of course, there was nobody there that was behind that could answer our question. But, uh, Raven, do you remember talking about that?
4: Yeah, I do remember talking about that because, yeah, <laughs> I do do a lot of traveling.
1: Yeah. But, so, yeah, that so was kind of smart. <laughs> So um, the next one is Buddhism. So, Raven, do you want to tell us about, a little bit about the Buddhism?
4: Yeah. Um, their belief about death is death is death of the physical body is certain, but only part of an ongoing process of reincarnation until one receives enlightenment. After death, it is believed that the dead person goes through a transformation in which they discover death and prepare for their rebirth if there is going to be one. Um, Their funerary practices in early times and commonly today, Buddhists cremate the bodies of their dead. Um, The first seven days after death are the most important for final and funeral prayer. Some of their mourning rituals, prayers are said weekly during a 49-day funeral period. It is during this period that the prayers of the mourners are believed to help the deceased during the post-death transformation and awaken their spirit to the true nature of death.
1: I thought that was pretty interesting, the whole forty nine day funeral period. So I'm sure the the forty nine the number forty nine must come into play somewhere with Buddhism, um, for it to be forty nine days or I could be wrong on that. But I just thought it was interesting that the, the mourning period is so long. So, but I just think it's interesting that they believe that their prayers are helping the deceased, which is kind of, you know, they're they're praying for the deceased to actually awaken to to what I guess they need to do after death. Right. So. All right. So the next one that came up with was uh, Catholicism,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which, you know, even Catholics. Kind of have different practices among themselves, depends on what form of Catholic you are, too. But mm-hmm. it says uh, that and most of this information comes from BeliefNet, just to let everyone know that this says, uh, as far as what Catholics believe about death, they see death as a passage from this life to the new, everlasting life promised by Christ. The soul of the deceased goes on to the afterlife, which includes purgatory as well as heaven and hell. According to Catholic belief, the bodies of the dead will be resurrected at the end of time. So the funeral practices, um, the Catholic funeral service is called the Mass of the Resurrection. During it, Jesus Christ's life is remembered and related to that of the deceased. Eulogies are not allowed during the funeral mass, but may be delivered at a wake or other non-religious ceremonies. There is also a final graveside farewell and additional Traditions depending on the region. The church encourages Catholics to be buried in Catholic cemeteries. In 1963, um, the Vatican lifted the ban on cremation for Catholics. However, the cremains must be interred, not scattered, or kept at home. And they've, which explains a lot as far as they now have the whole. Um, Like in some of the mausoleums and stuff, they now have places like these glass cases that people can put the ashes of their deceased with mementos and pictures and and different stuff. So I noticed noticed a lot of those um, had been placed when my uh, grandfather passed away at the beginning of this year. So have you seen those carbon fires with the, the glass? Mm-hmm.
4: Urns yeah, I, know, I have seen those. However, at the cemetery where my mother's side of the family is buried, which is a Catholic cemetery, um, they don't have that. It's also an older Catholic cemetery. It's one of the oldest cemeteries in, in the area, and they don't have a, well,
1: this a, wasn't a Catholic. Have a right, this wasn't a Catholic. This wasn't a Catholic cemetery that um, that we were at for my grandfather's funeral. That was a uh, it was just a Christian because, cemetery.
4: Because there is a big deal, especially amongst older Catholics like my grandmother was, that they wanted to be able to be buried in consecrated ground. I mean, and it was a right. big deal, big 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 deal. I mean, it's it's hard for us. I think it's hard for me to kind of understand. Well, what's the big deal? But to to her and her generation, and my grandparents and my great grandparents, it was huge to be able to be buried in a Catholic cemetery. And right. so, and the cemetery was a was a pre-Vatican II cemetery. So of course, and Vatican II is where this 1963 change took place. Um, so there or they don't have that mausoleum where people can put cremates.
1: Right. So. And actually the funny thing is is I, I just remember that um when I was a practicing Christian, I had actually already decided that I wanted to be cremated even then. And part of the reason I had decided I wanted to be cremated was because if the resurrection happened I didn't want my body being resurrected,
3: <laughs> oh, you gotta wow. remember
1: this like when I was thirteen. I' tried thirteen fourteen, and I was just like, mm, no, I don't want my body being resurrected. I'll be cremated
3: <laughs>
1: So now, I just personally believe it's more of a personal choice than it's not to me it, It's a little bit greener and not taking up all this space. Right. That's my personal opinion. So yeah, um, the so next I one.
4: like the idea of green cemeteries. Say that again. I myself like the idea, I, I know Circle Sanctuary has one, uh, a green cemetery. Right. Where you're, you're not involved, you're yeah, you're not embalmed, you're wrapped in a shroud, you're placed in the ground. There's really not a grave marker or anything for you, except maybe... Well, like I would think reasons. that you would
1: want a funeral pyre.
4: Um, me? Oh, yeah. yeah. But the way I want my funeral pyre is not legal in this state.
1: Not legal in this state, but we can take you to Colorado if anything ever happens. That's good to know. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, um, I don't have the article in front of me. We actually discussed it at Fagan Unity Festival. There is a um, place in Colorado that you can actually legally have a funeral pyre event.
3: So um,
1: they actually started it more or less because they think it's greener. Uh, but there is also... Um, you know, the pagan element that the people that actually started it really probably didn't even think about the pagan element of it, but you know, there's the whole pagan element of having a funeral fire. Well, so,
4: I mean, just as long as you all build the ship right, we're good.
1: I didn't say and we were putting you in I'm water.
4: Like, I'm like, you build the ship, you put me on water, and you light it. But anyway. I watched. I watched a little bit too much. Uh. Of. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. But people would probably frown frown on a Viking longship going down the Ohio River on fire. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, I, that would be kind of crazy. I know other. I know other people who would agree with me. But I think society would frown upon the fact that, you know, we have a Viking longship going down the Ohio River that's flaming with a body in it.
3: I don't
1: know. I think that might be, um, I think there's enough rednecks around here that that would be, they would look at it more as entertainment.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Either that or they try try to cook some barbecue on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do have boats they can just follow along. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the next one. <laughs> so do you wanna um uh, touch on the Hindus?
4: Yeah, um, um Hindus believe that death is a part of the continuing cycle of birth, life death and rebirth the cell of the dead transfers to another body after death Hindus generally cremate their dead in preparation for the cinema. cremation the body is bathed laid in the coffin adorned with sandalwood paste and garlands and wrapped in a white cloth in a cremation ceremony the body is carried three times counterclockwise around the pyre and placed upon it the chief mourner hits the cremation switch Um, The days of mourning are considered a time of ritual impurity. Mourners cover all religious pictures in the house and do not attend festivals, visit swarmies, or take part in marriage ceremonies. Mourning period length varies, though Hindu scriptures caution against excessive mourning. Which, you know, for some people I think is a, a good thing because some people can really yeah, nice, because the there's
1: something fashion. out there saying, "Hey, this can be excessive. Be careful." Yeah. So, all right. Um, Islam. Just to let everyone, because I want to try to touch on these real quick before we wrap up. Um, Islam. It says Muslims about death. Muslims believe that there is another world after death, for which the believers should prepare during their lives on earth. Uh, Their funeral practice is the corpse is bathed, wrapped in a plain cloth called a kafan. And if I bet your words, I'm really sorry. You can beat me later. The deceased is buried in the ground after the funeral service. Only burial in the ground is allowed according to the Sharia, which is Islamic law. And their morning ritual is... Huh?
4: It's uh, pronounced Sharia. Sharia? Okay. Um uh, morning yeah. rituals.
1: The mourners gather and offer oh my god, I'm so gonna butcher this. Janazah prayers for the forgiveness of for for the forgiveness of the deceased. Um, once the body is buried, Muslim mourners offer one final and come no, I'm so butchering this. Janazah prayer. It's spelled J A N A Z A H. And I apologize oh. if we have any is is on listeners <laughs> or anything like that or completely butchering these words <laughs> so um do you want to tell us a little bit about the judaism
4: sure um jews believe that death in this life will eventually lead to resurrection in a world to come. um the dead are buried as soon as possible. The body is washed to purify it, dressed in a plain linen shroud. The casket, a plain wooden coffin, remains closed after the body is dressed. The body is watched over from the time of death till burial as a sign of respect. The Kaddish a, a prayer said in honor of the dead, is said. Um, the one other thing I can tell you is that um, the dead are pretty much buried Pretty quickly, like within 24 hours of the death. Um, the morning rituals. There's an intense seven-day mourning period called Shiva following the, buri- the burial. Mourners are traditionally rent their garments as a symbol of grief. Today, people often wear a black ribbon instead of tearing their clothes. Uh, mourners also cover mirrors, sit on low stools, and avoid wearing leather. The full mourning period lasts a year after which mourners observe the dead's Gazaret or yearly anniversary of death.
1: Yeah, that last part was interesting. That was actually something I never heard of before. Yep. You know, the yearly anniversary. Um, And let's see, the next one we have is Lutheran, Um, that Lutherans believe that death goes against what is naturally intended for us by God. Um, It is thought that because of humankind's rebellion against God, death was created as a punishment. Uh, Let's see, funeral practices, there's usually a funeral burial service for the dead. The service takes place in a church that can also be held in a private home funeral home, or crematorium, if desired. Mourning rituals, a um, last viewing before the beginning of the funeral service takes place, after which the funeral coffin is closed. Mourners may also be invited to pray at the burial site, and those nearer to the grave may throw handfuls of earth into the coffin as it descends to the earth. So that was, uh, I thought that their view on death was, even different than a lot of Christian beliefs, I think. What do you think?
4: Yeah, it's it's a different take.
3: Or I should say
1: a lot of other Christian beliefs, because they are Christian beliefs. <laughs> okay, so Raven, tell us about Mormons.
4: Okay. Mormons believe that the death of the spirit and body separate or that at death, the spirit and the body separate. People go to judgment by God. Death is something to mourn, but also a time of hope because it's seen as a step into the next life and eternal life of God. Um, funeral services are usually held in an LDS chapel or mortuary. Burial is preferred to cremation because interment in the earth symbolizes the return of death to dust. And the graveside of the deceased is viewed as a sacred spot for the family to visit and tend.
1: So they kinda, you know, look at it as a positive thing also the, you know, next step to go to, to be with God. So and in general, um this I'm just gonna say this is what belief net says about pagans in general. So Let's just see what, let's let's just listen to what they say. They say that uh, pagans believe that physical death is not the end of life. The dead become unborn and enter into a state where they may find temporary rest, after which healing and renewing energy for rebirth into a new life occur. Um, Their funeral, our funeral practices, this is what they say, Believers in the the pagan goddess traditions wash the dead body with a mixture consisting of spring water, a few drops of ocean water, or water from another special place, scented oil, and herb rosemary for purity and protection. While washing, a special blessing is usually said. Then the body is smudged with an appropriate incense for the cleansing. Finally, the body is wrapped or dressed in a simple cloth or clothing. Now, we discussed this at Pagan Unity Festival, and none of us had ever heard of this before. No, I certainly hadn't. <laughs> so we're not really sure where where they're getting this from on BeliefNet, but we just found that interesting. <laughs> it would be nice to be able to have something like that done. <laughs> so this is morning rituals. Pagan, Pagan hold funerals Pagan. and memorial services during which special prayers are said to help guide the de- dead to healing in their afterlife, journey to
3: rebirth.
1: Rituals include offerings to nature and ancestors invoking spirits, music, chanting, sharing stories, and more. So, um, and the last one we have listed is Presbyterian. So, Fire tell us a little bit about that.
4: Presbyterian Christians believe whether the reward of heaven or the punishment of hell the consequences of life have a bearing on where you end up after death, and they begin immediately after death. Thus, funerals take place two to four days after death. Most services are held in the church sanctuary. Funeral practices vary from person to person. No one form of interment is either encouraged or discouraged among worshipers. Worshipers are encouraged to provide the ministry of presence, to those who have experienced a loss, whether one calls, writes, visits the bereaved, the act of being present for them is enough.
1: I like that last part.
4: Uh, yeah, that's cool.
1: Present. Now, a big thing that we did talk about in the class um, or workshop or whatever you want to call discussion that we had at the community festival is that A lot of pagans do not get the funerals, midday, can't talk all of a sudden, the funerals that they would like for themselves because they do not let their families know. You must let your families know. You must have it written out and ready to go. You can't just assume that they know that you want either a non-religious ceremony or a pagan ceremony or whatever you can't just assume that your family's going to do that. And you can't even assume that they're going to obey your wishes either because they may say, no, they need a Christian ceremony. So that's also kind of when you, what is it? You assign someone to carry things out. What is that called again? What the, the
3: minister? huh?
1: Someone that you assign to carry out your wishes?
4: Oh, um, your power of attorney.
1: Yeah. So assigning a power of attorney or something like that, you know, may be a good idea. Also, we discussed how they have a lot of uh, places now offer where you can do the prepaid funerals and burials where you can pay it in increments. I know somebody my age who actually probably about 10 years ago when they were about 25, they actually started making payments already on a burial plot and their services. And I know it made things a lot easier when my grandfather passed away this past year because him and my grandmother had already paid for their plots, had already paid for their funeral services. All we had to do pick out a poem and what kind of flowers.
4: Yeah. And then still, when you're mourning, that's a pretty hefty decision to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, they had even already had their casket picked out. And we know he got what he wanted because he picked out his casket.
3: All right.
1: So that's, that's the nice thing about that is, you know, it puts less You know, you get what you want, and it puts less stress on the mourners.
4: It does. It truly does.
1: So, and, you know, and if you really want to go pagan, you really need to to think about those options and and do those things so you can have the, the funeral you want or crossing over transitioning ritual you want. Because if you want a full pagan ritual, you need to make sure you have it written down, who your family should contact to have it done, you know, what they should do to have it done, all that stuff.
4: So.
1: All right. So I guess we need to talk about upcoming events real quick before we get out of here. So. Uh let's see before I bring up my calendar, do you have any upcoming events that you know of?
4: um there is one upcoming event It's a fundraiser It's the Tail raffle um for white oak kindred um they're selling raffle tickets um for their winter night for um, so they're um they're selling raffle tickets to be um for this item. It's a wood carving by michael wilson um it's th- part of the English, it's part of the room poem. And tickets are $3 a piece. And I think they send you something special if you order um 5 or more tickets. And if, if for those of you all who want to help support these guys, um you can go to org and click on fundraiser and you can find more information about that there.
1: All right. And let's See, um we have um this sounds really interesting. The I got an invite for this for the Universalist Unitarian Church of Juliet. Um I'm not sure if they're putting it on or if someone's just using the church or what. But um it looks like Sandy, uh, Sandy Food's is the one that invited me as a food truck, and it says that it says attend the death cafe at UUCJ, October fifth from three thirty p.m. to five thirty p.m. Uh, Seeking beauty is sponsoring a death cafe. We are all embarking on a journey towards death. Many of us have already helped someone cross over. We are willing to talk about this uncomfortable topic. How to deal with it sanely to see the beauty and reality therein. Death, Death Cafe is an event. Seeking Beauty is a project, a path, and endeavor. We are sponsoring the cafe in order to start ourselves and others on the path to seeking beauty. Um, I think definitely considering if you're listening to this topic, that should definitely be something that you go to. Um yeah, that's right along the lines of what we've been discussing tonight. So I think that would be a wonderful thing for people to go to. Again, it is Saturday, October 5th, so that's this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time, and that is in Juliet, Illinois. So that sounds really, really interesting. <laughs> so and let's see what else do we have going on. We have... No, there's other stuff. I just can't find it right now. Um, Spirit Fest, twenty thirteen. Starts at eleven A. M., Saturday, October nineteenth at six oh one ninth Avenue South in Nashville, Tennessee. And if I'm correct, that's the one that um that Tish Owen from Pagan Unity Festival is doing, correct?
4: What, Spirit Fest?
1: Yeah, Spirit Fest.
4: Yeah, Tish of uh, Puff is
1: putting that on. Goddess of the Moon and all them. And then let's see, Sunday, October 20th, there is a full moon bazaar that is at the Millennium Hall, also, uh, 602 Ninth Avenue South, Nashville, Tennessee. It says a day and night of desert delights and exotic entertainment. Live music, belly dancers, merchants, workshops, tarot and palmistry. Learn the basics of the Middle Eastern drum. Take a tribal dance workshop, have your palm read. Peruse tables of excellent crafts and wares or have a drink and watch a show. 15 at the door gets you inside into vouchers for some of the extras. $10 at the door just gets you inside. says come in costume and get a free voucher at the door. That sounds like fun. Oh. I want to go. <laughs> so, and then let's see. Is there anything else coming up? Um, it looks like the poison garden of the mighty dead. And let's see, by like, Festival of the Dead, Christopher join Christopher Penzak on a journey into the mysterious garden where the spirits of the dead commune with the living and intoxicating dance. The mighty dead are the enlightened ancestors of witchcraft, those who have walked the path before us and lead the way. They are the teachers, healers, guides, and masters dancing at the eternal sabbat found in dream, myth, and vision. And it goes on to explain a little bit more about it. Um, not, there are tickets to it. I'm not sure how much they are, but this is in Salem, Massachusetts, on Wednesday, October 23rd, 7 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. So, and if you don't know Christopher Pennzak, he is. I just, I, I think he's a great person. I had a lot of good time talking to him and stuff when he was at Pagan Unity Festival a couple of years ago. <sighs>
2: um,
1: and then let's see. Oh, the Cincinnati Witches Ball, Saturday, October twenty sixth, at the Thompson House in Newport, Kentucky. Um, I believe that is by the Robin. Oh, great. I can't remember the name of it. Robin Hood or something like that. Um, a, it's a nonprofit that helps out people um, if you're hungry, or I think they helped out someone that had a fire recently and stuff like that. Um, it's featuring Captain Jack and his crazy pirate, who is an awesome impersonator. It's Saturday, October 26th at 7 p.m. And, again, this is at the Thompson House in Newport, Kentucky, and tickets, I'm not sure how much they are, but I think they're around twenty, if I remember correctly. I'm not positive. And then uh, we finally come to R. Well, let's go ahead and mention that there's a Dump Supper November 1st at... Matrix, a place of change, sponsored, sponsored by Pagan Community Ministry. Um, I believe the ticket is $50 in advance, and you must do it in advance, and I know it's booking up. Uh, so, again, that's at Matrix, The place of change. And then our special event, November 1st at 8 p.m., Dance with the Dead at Flip Flop Jacks in Louisville, Kentucky. And Freedom and Fire, who,
4: who performing that night? Tawatha is going to be our headliner. We also have the comedy improv troupe, Damaged Goods, will be there. Mistress Matisse and the triumphant return of Felicia D. Knight.
1: Yes, we will be raising Felicia D. Knight from the dead. So for those of you that don't know who she is, she is awesome. And she will also be our MC for the night. And we will also have a DJ in, we actually have two huge rooms. And we'll have a DJ in the other room where all the vendors are. So you can dance in there. You can shop with all the vendors. And we will have different forms of divination that night that you can choose from. And who did you say Mistress Who? Isn't it
4: Matisse? No, it's oh, Mistress Le Car. Le Car.
3: Sorry. That <laughs> was like, I'm who? <laughs> people.
1: So if you want further information, you can go to uh, facebook.com backslash T-O-L-C-C, Dance with the Dead, and we also have our event that you can actually find from the, the Dance with the Dead page that I just gave, and there's also a link on there for you to buy tickets online. They are $10 in advance, 15 at the door. I mean, you can't beat all that entertainment for $10. Come on, people.
4: No, you really can't.
1: So, and if you want to go straight to the page to buy tickets, we won't argue with that. It is dancewiththedead.eventbrite.com. So, please, you know, and also you can join our Facebook page for the community center at facebook.com slash Tree of Life L O U K Y. So we definitely, you know, would love to have everyone that can come out, come out and have a great time with it. So um next week's show is Human Perspective, correct?
4: Um, yeah, I believe so. Um I'm still um it's gonna be a surprise. It's a mystery as of right now. But we will definitely have something good for you.
1: Are you still waiting to hear back from um, our the guests you would like to have?
4: Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear back. Um, and I'm also working on an alternative topic in case there's a schedule conflict. Because <laughs> there might ah. be that's what's going on at this point.
1: Well, everyone definitely needs to listen to next week and find out what we're doing because <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> so um, let's see. I know you are probably sick of listening to Twafidea, but I'm, gonna play them anyway. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to play them anyway. So I'm going to play Twafidea and I'm going to play – oh, what should I play? What do you think, Raven?
4: Mm-hmm. Maybe hypocritical
3: mass. Uh Do we have
1: hypocritical mass?
4: Oh, wait a minute. There
1: it is. Yep, there it is. Swafidea so with Murphy's Midnight Rounders with hypocritical mass. All right. Well, then that is what I will play. So everyone have a
4: beautiful and blessed
1: evening, night, morning, whatever it is, wherever you are.
4: And y'all be safe out there.
1: And we will talk to you next week at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So everyone have a good night. All right.
3: You away from unbounded truth. You believe the things you want to, and disregard the rest of your whole ego. Love is not dependent on the politics or your mood. Can you say you serve a creative deity Denying your worth is a dangerous philosophy Quit playing with the buttons in Fanta Station Station
4: Thank you for joining us on WSI-sponsored Pagans Tonight Radio Network. You can hear us every night right here on Blog Talk Radio or download us later on iTunes. Please check our schedule for accurate show times. For all questions, comments, or show suggestions, you can email us at paganstonight at gmail.com. And let us know how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. You can also visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and now on LiveJournal. We invite you to tune in again tomorrow night. Good night and blessed be.